0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Mom to Mom. I am your host, Nisha Hopkins. Let's Talk Mom to Mom is a candid conversation for fearless moms in business to discuss, learn, and share their struggles and successes of being a mompreneur. Each episode, I'll have the opportunity to chat with other moms about their real-life struggles and the things they've conquered, and some may still be working through within life and in business. This platform is to help, assist, and guide you through your journey of entrepreneurship and motherhood. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. This week, we are keeping things going with our investment series. As I stated before, this series was extremely important to do because we'll be talking about different ways for you to begin not only investing in your personal life, but also your business and your family. So this week, we actually have De'Aja Redding. She is the CEO of Vivacious Credit Services. After surviving an abusive relationship, the agent looked at her finances and was her first client. She helped everyone around her and fixed their credit. Then, Vivacious Credit was born. She is a board-certified credit consultant, Freddie Mac Credit Smart Instructor, and graduate of Indiana State University. She is currently obtaining her MBA, being a mom to a six-year-old, and teaching credit health all over the U.S., Let's welcome our guest for this week. We have Deasia. Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. That Thank you is great. For of course, of course. So I know I just gave a brief bio, but I want you to just tell us about your journey to becoming a mompreneur.
1: All right. So my journey to mompreneurism, if you will, it started off kind of rocky. Like I didn't plan on doing this. It just, when I had my son, I just saw that I had to go back to work like right at my six weeks and I hated being away from him. So I tried a whole bunch of different stuff and failed. And then I got introduced into the credit industry back in 2015. So I started out and I was fixing my credit, fixing other people's credit and then life happened. I was in a domestic violence Um, relationship at the time. And that really brought me down. And then, so then my credit plummeted once again, moved home, had to start over. And then I was reintroduced into the credit industry in 2017. And then one thing led to another, built my business all by myself. And then now I am a full-time entrepreneur and mother, and I absolutely love it.
0: Wow, that is amazing. That's definitely something that'll be the push you, that'll definitely push you into, you know, entrepreneurship and just overall investing in yourself. Now, you are a certified credit educator. Now, I know that you said in 2017, based on everything you were going through, that's what kind of pushed you into learning about credit. But what would you say was more so that driving force behind you becoming a certified credit educator?
1: Well, I decided to become one because I looked around and everybody I knew around me had bad credit. Everyone around me had either filed bankruptcy and we're in our early twenties at the time. And they had just was making really bad money choices. And so I saw that no one knew about credit no one around me had good credit so i solved the problem and i created the solution i said well i will become that person i will become the one who is educated in and help the masses i always knew i've always wanted to help people Um, But I thought it was going to be, I went to school to be a nurse at first and then dropped out and was like, no, that's not my thing. But I just knew I wanted to help people. I didn't know how. And I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't want to be a teacher in a classroom. So that's when I was like, okay, well, let me just put this credit thing together, be the educator. Boom, I'm doing what I wanted to do. And I'm able to help people and still teach.
0: I love that. I love that. And I'm happy that you brought that up because something that I realized is credit wasn't really a priority growing up. I actually did not learn a lot about credit until I got my first credit card at 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And I had everybody around me just like, oh yeah, you know, apply. They're going to be sending you all of these offers. Make sure you do them and you can get this. And I just thought it was free money. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I start getting these cards and they start sending me these bills and I'm like, well, what is going on? And what what is this? What is happening? And nobody right. around me can provide me, you know, with that education. So I do just want to ask you as a certified credit educator, why do you feel credit isn't a priority in most African American households?
1: Because it goes way back into the days where Um, our people didn't trust the banks. They were putting their money in the banks and the banks was taking their money. And then so back, it, it just became a thing where everyone paid cash for everything and then credit just seemed to be a, um, they looked at it being negative. Having all these credit cards is, you know, bad. And um they just they just felt like cash was just everything, something they can hold on to. They can, it was tangible and that they could use it right then. So that's where I think it came from way back when, because even now my parents, they still pay cash for everything. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, you have access to all this credit. And they're like, I don't want all that debt. And they have a negative mindset when it comes to money and credit and so I try to educate them and change it like don't look at it as a bad thing because you have access to it just know how to use it effectively you don't have to max out every card that you have just use it you know every now and again and pay it off
0: good tip good tip now for people similar to me I have to Mm -hmm. put myself in that category because you know again I was young and I didn't know what I was doing and once I got older, a lot of people were, were kind of telling me, you know, those are your, your those are your choices, and the things that you made when you were younger. So file bankruptcy, file bankruptcy, and mm-hmm. a lot of people just kind of felt like it. It's a fresh start for them. Is mm-hmm. that true? Like, do you think bankruptcy is a good idea for people who are looking for more so of a fresh start from some of their past or uh, previous credit decisions?
1: I would only. I really, really suggest bankruptcy simply because bankruptcy stays on your credit for 10 years. The bad things that you have on there only stay on there for about seven. So that's three more years of it. And then with us being young or not even just us, but people they file bankruptcy at such a young age the, the lenders are looking like, well, what was you doing prior to that you had to erase all of it? So I only suggest bankruptcy if someone's getting garnished, and they just can't float anymore, um, and, or they're trying to save a house. That is usually the only time I ever suggest bankruptcy.
0: Got it. Now, um, with bankruptcy, and, and with everything that we're talking about so far, what, I do gotta, like, ask you, like, what's mm-hmm. your opinion on these sites that are, like, credit watching sites, like, credit karma, and everybody's telling you, like, check your score on these sites, like, What's your opinion on these sites? Are they good for us or should we stay away from them?
1: I think I, I, Credit Karma is a marketing site. So that's why when you get on there and they're like, apply for this, apply for that. That's how Credit, credit Karma makes their money is having people apply for credit there, knowing they don't need it knowing they never had no credit card, so they really don't need to be doing it anyway. And then Credit Karma shows Vantage Scores. Vantage Scores didn't come about until 2006, and the banks and lenders use FICO Scores. FICO Score has been around since 1989. That's the one that the banks and lenders use. So I only suggest using credit karma just to know what's on your credit, but it's not the end all be all as far as where your actual score is. You wanna see your account numbers, you wanna make sure that your credit card balances are um, reporting correctly. So if you are in the process of buying a home or a car, I highly suggest going to myfico.com. It does cost, but that's the score that is most closely to, linked to the banks and lenders.
0: Okay, let me write this down. So you said Mm myfico.com. Mm-hmm,
1: myfico.com.
0: And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes as well for everyone who kind of want to know about it. And what exactly, can you go into a little bit of details in regards to like a Vantage score? What does that mean for people who may not know?
1: So the Vantage score is, okay, so the FICO score is by the Fair Isaacs Corporation. They're the ones who run the banks and lenders and the one with the real, real money. But the Vantage scores is the score that the, the three major bureaus, Experian Equifax and TransUnion, they got together and created their own scoring model. In 2006, that was more appeasing to consumers that score is not the one that, um, the banks and lenders use it, but they just wanted consumers to be able to have something to know about where their score was. Vantage scores wasn't meant to be the end all be all. Everybody bet their money on that one. So Got the, it. the it. okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's new information to me. Um, as well, in regards to because I know about FICO and everything, which I actually got information from you at <laughs> at <laughs> an event that we did together. So that's that's definitely a refresher. But learning about Advantage Scores is new information. Um, now, switching gears a little bit, you are a mom, so um, in the show we we have a large mom audience. So can you share some healthy ways that moms can go about building their credit or rebuilding?
1: So one thing that you can do is really start getting a budget in the household. You run the, the household. Of, if I, you hear the saying, happy wife, happy life, you know, or moms. They, we really run the house. We run the budgets. Mm-hmm. We run all of that stuff. Bad credit usually comes from bad money management habits. Most of the clients that I get now, they had, they mishandled their money. So in order to rebuild your credit, you have to first find out where the issue is, get a budget, and then learn how to put things back in order for your future. Use your children as your driving force because they didn't ask to be here, and they deserve a life better than ours. So that is how I keep myself motivated, and that's how I tell other women who I work with is get your budget in order first. And then start doing the credit building process, because if you don't have your money together, your credit's going to go down and they go hand in hand.
0: Agree, agree. Now, in the same boat, like I know that you stated that if you don't, you know, have a budget and your money management right, it can lead to poor credit decisions. So what are some like money making tips you can kind of provide to moms or even aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: Definitely no Um, As far as entrepreneurship, before you jump out in that boat, or if you do have what your magic number is, I know every month I need to make this amount of money in order to survive. And so I base my sales and everything off of that magic survival number. If I surpass it, awesome. Um, You know what I'm saying? But I have to at least make that to keep things going. Um, I also recommend really knowing where your money is going. Mint is a good app that you can download to find out where your money is going. And they do credit monitoring. It's Vantage scores, but it's still, they, they monitor your money, um, your spending habits and can help create a budget for you. Um, also, I when I go to the stores, I write down like my grocery list, like my budget list of everything that I need Do inventory in the home before I go out. And it's like, I differentiate what our wants and needs. And that's something I like to teach to my um, clients as well is find out what your wants are and then prioritize, prioritize what your needs are and then base your money off of that. Um, another good money management app, I'm just thinking about it is Spendy and um, Wally is another one um, and YNAB, you need a budget.
0: Is Smith, my favorite. Spendy. hmm And Wild Wally. Wally, uh-huh. Got it. I'll definitely add all three of these money management apps. Yeah. Something that I actually try, and it really, really helped me too. I. I actually tried to have no spending days where mm-hmm. I would go the entire day. I could not spend a dime, not on lunch, not on something that's coming up. Whatever I woke up, you know, mm-hmm. um, with my account, whatever I woke up and my account said is what I need to go to bed with it saying. And that really, really kind of brought awareness to my spending habits, to my unhealthy mm-hmm. spending habits because. Sometimes you'll be swiping your card and you don't even realize, you know, that you're buying so much unnecessary stuff. So, that's
1: mm-hmm. definitely something
0: I kind of wanted to throw throw in there. Now, spending reason, triggers.
1: I yes. say that again. Spending triggers. You no, know your spending triggers are you spend when you're happy, when you're mm-hmm. mad, do you shop as you know as a way to deal with whatever it is? Sort of like eating too. Like what drives you to go on spending sprees
0: i agree i agree and it's an it's a lot of emotional choices that we make mm-hmm. and can lead to those unhealthy money money uh money uh spending and, and unhealthy money tips so i agree mm-hmm. now um i i did recently see on your page that you stated something about you know you're able to teach us how to avoid credit traps mm-hmm. what exactly is a credit
1: trap So a credit trap, because it's a broad spectrum of it, but I'll give you one example of a credit trap. So when you go and you apply for a car, right, and you go in there and they're running your credit like a hundred times trying to hurry up and get you the best deal or whatever. And then they come out and they're like, oh, we got you this awesome deal and your interest rate is only 20%. And they try to make it seem like that is just awesome. That's not good. Um, if your interest rates is in the double digits, honestly, um, that is a credit trap because a lot of times they give you cars, they run your credit a whole bunch and them increase are three to five points each. And if your score is not already, you know, higher, you, you need all of them points. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting into a car that, you know, you really can't afford would be a credit trap. Um, getting credit cards and then using them to live off of, instead of just using them as a backup or an emergency, could be a credit trap as well. Even when it comes to credit restoration companies out here, um, some people in my market are in it for the wrong reasons. They're selling CPNs, which are illegal. They're selling trade lines, which are unethical. And they are just giving people false hope about stuff um, instead of teaching them how to build it the healthy way. Um, and doing things building your credit slowly but surely so those are some things
0: got it got it got it that's some great information that you provided now I do just want to confirm with you being an entrepreneur something that I realize is when when you are a full-time entrepreneur a lot of times people feel like you are free all the time mm-hmm. because you don't work a traditional Nine to five. So, what is your experience like with that? And what, how has it been like balancing work and life?
1: So, to balance my work and life, I had to learn what times I worked best at and operate within those business hours. I had to let people who know who work at traditional nine to five, just because I'm not quote unquote at work does not mean that I'm not working just because you, know, you feel like I'm not doing anything does not mean that it's free for all there. Um, with being a mom and being an entrepreneur, I really try to stick to my work hours. When I get off work at three o'clock or five o'clock, I'm off work. I'm done. You know, that's when I turn into being in mommy mode and giving my son the time that he needs and that he deserves. Um, I also try to set days for when I do things. So, like Mondays are days that I catch up from the weekend emails. Tuesdays are processing days. Wednesdays are days that I talk to clients. Thursdays are really heavy marketing days getting ready for the weekend Friday you know doing recordings going live Saturday doing more um, in-person events um, doing workshops and things like that so that's kind of how I break my week down so that way I don't feel like I have so much to do and then I'm all over the place. Got it. Got it.
0: Now, something that I do always ask when, when I have moms come on the show is if this one book that you can say either change your life or can change, you know, another mom's life, what book would you say? You are a badass. Both. Of them. I love that book. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. You are badass and you are badass at making money my absolute favorites I listen I listen to audiobooks a lot and so anytime I'm feeling bad like I would turn on one of those and I listen to it I'm like girl you got this you can make that money comes to you easily effortlessly and abundantly so get to it you know what your skills are put them out to the world and go get this money
0: I love it I love it now do you have uh, anything else that you kind of want to share with our mom tribe anything that you may have coming up
1: um I do so I just moved into my new office congratulations thank you thank you so much so we um I'm doing that and so I have people who are able to come in and we can do on-site consultations um I am doing more speaking engagements now so I have some classes coming up in the next couple of months I'll definitely shoot you the dates um when they are yes, locked please. in Um, and so I also have a mentor too. So any entrepreneurs who are out there, I highly suggest you get a mentor in whatever field that it is that you want to succeed in. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Somebody else is already out there doing what it is that you want to do or that you are doing. Um, and then they already have the blueprint. So just find out what the blueprint is, put your own spin on it and then you can succeed. You don't have to keep bumping your head. So that's something I want to put out there.
0: I agree. I agree. I definitely, I actually said that on a show that I did a couple weeks ago in regards Mm -hmm. to getting a, a coach or a mentor, because a lot of people are starting to kind of be against it. Like, well, I can do it myself or, well, I don't want to kind of pay this. And and they don't really understand the importance of having someone there to not only hold you accountable, but that can really, mm-hmm. really lead you in a direction that you are trying to go. Like,
1: it's Right, right. <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is. Like, you do not have to be out here by yourself. Someone already did it. And it's making millions and can mm-hmm. teach you how to do it.
0: Now, um, one more question before we let you, uh before I let you go now I'm I'm really happy that you brought that up now what are some of the like the things that you looked for within your mentor
1: so I look for I look to see if they are ethical I look to see what type of things that they have done what have they done in their community what kind of speaking engagements have do they have um I look and see what they're Instagram pages are about is it a hot mess you know what I'm saying do they have a flow to it does they have their brand have personality um I look at that I look and see you know the people who they have helped I definitely look at testimonials um and see who they have helped as well and then I see the vibe if we can um agree on some things like my mentor is Arnita Johnson Hall and so her brand is luxurious credit right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I I, um, me and her correlated a a lot because, you know, she was a mother. She had bad credit herself too. She was on Section 8 and was able to help herself. So I saw myself in her and just knew that her being an African-American woman, we could understand each other and have that relationship where she knows where I'm trying to go because she's already there. She's a mother as well. So we, we can understand each other on that level
0: amazing amazing that's that's definitely true and I tell a lot of people that like you'll know you know your mentor because you'll kind of be able to relate to everything that they're going through that they've been through Mm -hmm. and you'll see Mm -hmm. yourself in them and you'll know you know it's light at the end of the tunnel so keep right right you'll feel it
1: you'll know too you you you'll definitely feel enough that the right one
0: I agree. I agree. I do want to thank you for sharing this information with our Let's Talk Mom to Mom family. Now, how can we keep in contact with you? I know you have this new office, but let us know how we can kind of connect with you and keep in contact with you.
1: So you can connect with me. I am all over social media. I'm on Instagram. My business is Vivacious Credit Services. Um, That's my business page. My personal is Larie on Instagram. Facebook, I'm D'Asia L. Redding. My business page is also Vivacious Credit Services. And you can contact me at my website. It is vivaciouscredit.com. You can fill out a form, send us some questions, and book a discovery call with us so that we can see if your credit goals um, are in alignment with what it is that we are trying to do with restoring and repairing credit.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I do thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, I no thank problem. you guys for tuning in to this episode of Let's Talk Mom to Mom. And I will talk to you all next week.
1: Yay.